Welcome back, everyone, to Curb Your Podcast. My name is Axel. We are part of the DVR Podcast Network. Please check us out at dvrpodcast.com. If you enjoy this show, it would be awesome if you gave us an iTunes review. It would also be awesome if you went to Patreon slash DVR and gave us a dollar a month or two dollars or three dollars, whatever you want. I have different levels, but you can give us whatever you want and it really uh, gets us going and we'll do more podcasts and hopefully when Curb is over, you know, if you stick with us, you go with us on Westworld or we'll come back and do something else. And actually, I just dropped the Patreon only podcast where I talked about Mindhunter I talked a little bit about Tony Romo because he's been doing great uh, for in football. What a what a broadcaster! And uh, what else did I talk about? Zodiac, a bunch of other stuff. Spider Man. So go, go be a patron. All right, enough of that. We're going to get into some curb, and of course, well, I just want to say something real quick. Oh, what's that, buddy? That's Sean. By I the way, I just want to let everyone know that. That kid you're sponsoring in Africa, forget about him and donate a dollar to the podcast. That Exactly, dude. I need it more. Exactly. I need it a lot more, man. You know, as LD would say, well, what are they going to do with it? <laughs> what do they use a dollar? Huh? What's a dollar going to be? I'll put it towards my rent. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So let's get into it. I was going to introduce you anyway, Sean. So there you are. So Sean, did you get up at the comedy store? I did not. Actually, I'm going to say this. I will admit, I didn't go this week. I actually okay. had to work. Um, so I did not go this week. And uh, it is what it is. I'm not going to be able to go next week either um, because my life does not revolve around the comedy store mm. at this moment in time. But uh, no, we'll we'll keep trying to get up. We'll see what happens. Um, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm definitely going to... Um, try and talk to my friend maybe see that see if he can get me in and i would i don't know if we're really friends but you know we're we're acquaintances and he's offered me a spot on a weekly show that he does not at the comedy store so maybe i'll do his show and then see if maybe he can get me up but um you know and, and i'll totally jerk him off if he gets me a spot that's good that's good hey man if you don't have the decency for a reach around then really, what are you? Are you even human? Exactly. I know. You know. That's what I say, man. All right. Well, let's jump into the podcast, man. Let's jump into Curb. Uh, this is uh, season nine, episode four called Running with the Bulls. Uh, this is directed by Brian Gordon. Brian Gordon has done a ton of television. Uh, he's done Curb before. Man, his IMDb is chock full. This is a professional, but he does have experience with the kind of improvised comedy stuff as he directed nine episodes of Party Down. So he directed, I believe, the most episodes of Party Down. Party Down was a, I believe it was on Stars. Um, great comedy. Uh, what's his name? Adam Scott. Um, oh, the girl who is in the uh, Showtime Masters of Sex forget her name she's so funny she's a great actress did you ever watch party down sean loved party down okay cool. um i didn't i didn't see the series in its entirety but i loved the show um for sure yeah that was great um one of the things i loved about party down is i did a ton of catering work when i was in high school and college and uh they really captured it man they really captured it it was, it, I mean, it's, it's spot on. 
Um, not as much fun as they had, but, uh, all right. So let's get into it. Oh, this was written by Larry and Jeff Schaefer. Of course, we know all about Jeff Schaefer. We've been talking about him, the league, all that long time curbier, long time Kerber. That's what I'm going to say. Kerber, Kerber. It sounds like I'm saying Care Bear, but I'm like from the South Kerber. (laughs) <laughs> uh, all right so we open with larry at his therapist and it's brian cranston fantastic yes. to see him uh as we will all remember him as the famous tim watley on seinfeld the origin of the regifter uh that, that was a fantastic episode and he's a man brian cranston is like he is seriously, he's like an American, uh, I don't want to say like icon, but he, I don't know. He should get like the Mark Twain award or something, you know, like <laughs> he's just so awesome, man. Like who would have thought that the guy from that crazy, what was it? Malcolm in the middle, right? Yeah. He was would, the dad. Yeah. Uh, who would have thought he would end up being Walter White and then. He comes back and does stuff like that. He did that comedy with James Franco where he's like the straight man. And I mean, I, he can, the guy can do anything. He's just, and I thought he was great in this episode because he's so committed to the character of this therapist. And I really did love that. I'm not, yeah. He's a, he's a good actor and I'm not, I mean, I don't really feel like there's a lot of good actors in general, but he is a good actor. I mean, like he has a, I don't know. I don't, what do you call it? He has range. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he has range. That's what I was illustrating by talking about the comedy and the drama part, Sean. That was earlier in the podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was our other podcast about Brian Cranston. Um, and if you want, you can go to DVRpodcast.com and find our Brian Cranston podcast. Donate a dollar to that one. Donate a dollar for that one. Um, so Larry's feeling good. He's been following Salman's advice. Uh, but then he's telling this story about having a dream with only 71 virgins instead of the 72. Uh, then they get into the whole chair routine, uh, which was, you know, I don't know. Are you, have you been to therapy before Sean? Are you a guy that's been to therapy? Uh, I'm a stand-up comic. Of course I've been to therapy. (laughs) Okay, good. I have Um, been to a ton of therapy myself. I well, I'll tell you my most recent therapy uh, that I went to a couple of years ago, right around the time you and I met. I don't know if you remember this, but I had like a, a pretty intense tobacco problem. Um, you remember when I used to like uh, use snuff? I used to use it all the time. And um, really, I don't remember I, that. You don't even remember that. I used no. to use snuff all the time, and I used to um, get high all the time, and. Um, I actually went to an addiction specialist. Wow. Okay. And um, the guy did nothing for me. I used to sit in his office with a dip in my mouth and spit in this like Uh-oh. bottle. Like the whole time I talked to him, like I'm supposed to be like getting off these addictions. But actually, he was he was a really nice guy. I mean, I ended up like kicking it. I think you got to kick it on your own. But um, and then I would say I also. Um, you know, I went through uh, a time where I had a, just a ton of anxiety when I was when I was going back to school. And remember when I quit my job and I yes. just like walked out. Yeah, I had to I go. I had to go to a therapist because I had so much anxiety. I wasn't sleeping. Yeah. And um, 
I went to a psychiatrist and I went to him for one visit and he was just like, I just like laid out all my problems for like 59 minutes. And at the end, he just wrote me a prescription. There you go. That'll work. <laughs> That's America. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm a big, I am actually, I'm a fan of like behavioral therapy and mm-hmm. um, I'm not, I mean, it's, you know, analysis is good too. Uh, just straight up. I'm just, I just, I've never been to a, um, I guess you would say a psychiatrist, right? A psychiatrist can um, give you medication, right? Mm-hmm. I've never taken the medication. I'm not a fan. But then I, I should say, uh, you know, it depends on who you are. You know what I mean? Yeah. It really depends. Well, a, lot people, a lot of people take, um, a lot of people take antidepressants yeah. and, and things like that. Like a lot of people Anxiety. like that I know. Yeah. And then like a lot of times for anxiety, mine was more acute. So, uh, he gave me lorazepam and like, it was really funny cause it's a benzodiazepine. And when you take these drugs, it's, it's almost like alcohol. It slows down your like brain function. And like these, these drugs are so tailored to like anxiety. It's crazy because I remember this is like, he gave it to me and this is right when I went back to school. And I like took some and I was sitting there and I was trying to do like statistics homework and like I knew how to do it, but like I couldn't, I'd be like, man, I know how to like, I know how to do this problem, but like my brain is like, it's like your car is in park, but you're pressing on the gas. Ah. And uh, it was so weird. And like, I just was like, I can't do this anymore. Like I had like, you know, I like, I didn't really, I like, I, he gave me a prescription and I don't remember how many pills of it I actually took. I ended up dumping it because I was like, Oh my God, like this is like awful. Like it like doesn't allow you to think too hard. It's so, um, and then of course, like I like to drink a little bit. So, uh, you can't really mix these, you can't mix these drugs. with alcohol. Well, you can't, you can so mix I, them with alcohol. That's, that's the point for a lot of people, man. Oh God! You like the mix, yeah. No, I mean, I just, I think, I think therapy is good. I'm a fan. I gotta say, I'm a fan. I really am. And as far as the medications, that's a whole other, a whole, whole other topic. But you can have some fun with that topic too. But I like the way that Brian Cranston is so sold on this. And I have to say that, like Larry, I'd always think about that. Whenever I went to the office, I'd always like look at their chair and my chair. And kind of think of like, you know, I've been to ones where like there's the actual couch, you know, and then I don't know if I told you chair. Yeah, I don't know if I told you this, but like, I feel like being a psychiatrist or therapist is like the best job in the world because uh, the problems that you have are going to seem so little once you listen to everybody <laughs> else's problems. <laughs> you know, like, oh, man, that guy's fucked up. Yeah, I think if you can be detached, I agree. You know, I yeah. agree definitely. If you can detach like that, and you, which you should be able to for the job, I mean, I think that that. But right. not everyone can do their job good, as we all know. Um, so they go. They Larry talks about getting going shopping. Then he tells Larry about how he loves truffles. Uh, and I don't know much about truffles. I'm not a big. I don't know. You know what? I don't really understand what truffles are. I have to be honest with you, Sean. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't too. know what truffles are. Okay, because people talk about like truffle oil and truffles, and then like pigs find truffles. But then when you go to like a candy store, they have these truffles. Is that the truffle or is that a chocolate truffle? I don't understand. I was gonna- 
I was going to ask you because, like, the only trouble that I know of is like um, chocolate truffles, and I don't think that is what the truffles they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I don't is, think so. Yeah, no, these are like cooking truffles. The truff, they're like a kind of mushroom, right. I believe. Right? Yes. Okay. All right. It's fungus. Fung. Yeah, I guess maybe I'm just not a truffle guy, but I like what Larry says when he's leaving too, which is he's like. Uh, if you ever want me to stop being a patient, just say I've had enough. And then, uh, (laughs) which I'd be like, I felt like that too. The last therapist I went to, I would just talk for an hour. It was like behavioral therapy and part of like what you're talking about too, which is by expressing yourself, that's part, that is the point. You know what I mean? Then there's other therapists that try to work actively work with you a little bit more, but, uh, I I've had that feeling too. Um, so then they go to Richard, Richard Lewis painting opening. Uh, this was really strange and just making fun of him a lot. It was kind of funny. And then Larry and Jeff meets, and this is where Jeff lays out that he wants to have the affair with this real estate agent and how convenient it is. Um, what, what do you think? Now, see, we have our show notes and I had asked you about Jeff cheating on her, what you thought, and that you had a different point about Susie. Um, yes. So like, of course this is coming. Jeff, Jeff, like, this is like me breaking down. This is like almost me being my therapist. Um, Susie, if you think about it, she emotionally abuses Jeff. So he's looking for, he's always looking at other women. He's looking for an out. I mean, he's also a man too, but, uh, I think that, uh, I don't know. I was a real estate agent when I lived in New York. I mean, I would have been up for I never, I never, <laughs> I never you, crossed that boundary. You would have been up for Jeff. You would have been like, oh, oh totally. Jeff. I, I thought, you know, now he has, now, see, I was kind of questioning this too, because I mean, it's been a long time since Curb's gone on. I've gone back and I've watched seasons plenty of times. I can't say I have everything memorized, but I know that he has cheated on her before. And my understanding was that they have, they kind of have like an arrangement, like, as long as he doesn't uh, like shove it in her face, mm. then he can kind of do what he wants to do. Gotcha. You know, and she can and she can do what she wants to do as well. And right. I, I think that's why Larry and Jeff are so, you know, like he has that kind of opening. I remember. Oh man, see, I gotta go. It's been a while, but I remember there was kind of there was there was a point about it in the show. Um, but yeah, see, man, I should have done a little bit more research there, but my understanding, see, when I first saw it, cause I was like, oh man, it's like, that's like not the coolest thing in the world there, Larry. But in, in the case of this too, yeah, Susie is, uh, they have a relationship, man. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I felt that, uh, excellent casting of the, uh, real estate agent cause I'd sleep with her. There you go. Nice, Sean. <laughs> nice. That's I, not it, saying much, though. It's, it's, <laughs> that's good. All right. That is true, right? Uh, uh-oh. At now, what what happened next? Um, oh, okay. So then Richard Lewis walks up. He's wearing this strange, like, Sergeant Pepper's kind of coat. I thought that was kind of oh, funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Weird. And they're again just making fun of his uh making fun of his paintings. Now, I thought that this look now he says it's a young it's a young him. 
and they start joking about it. I thought it looked exactly like Michael Douglas. That's what I thought too. I totally was like, that's Michael Douglas. That is not him. Yeah, I thought so. And then they mention, Jeff says, I'd love a painting. And then Larry says, I love one with hair. So I wonder if later (laughs) in the season we're going to get a painting by by, uh, Lewis here. That'd Do you think they're really Richard Lewis's paintings? Do you think Richard Lewis yes. actually painted those? I wouldn't be surprised if he did and if Larry David makes fun of him for it and then he put it in the show too. Gotcha. I, I I would think he'd – I mean that's – that is a – it's also though kind of like an actor thing, right? Remember when everyone discovered that uh, Jim Carrey was – is like some kind of amazing painter? Have you ever seen any of his stuff? I have not seen his stuff. There's a video that I think Vice or somebody did with it's like a short documentary on Jim Carrey. It's like eight minutes long, all about his painting. Mm-hmm. And it's, I have to admit, he's dedicated. Well, have you seen former President Bush's paintings? Yes. Those wonderful. are actually pretty damn good. They are. They're wonderful. I would not expect him to be an, like a talented artist like that, but. It always really surprises me when someone like that, like, never would have guessed Richard Lewis, never would have guessed Bush, but um, that always really surprises me. But I think that, like, all of, like, the other, uh, the other, that's, like, the only portrait that he did. I'd like to see more. I'd actually like to see more of Richard (laughs) Lewis's work. (laughs) It it is funny. You're right about that. That, like, everything else is, like, these just, like, shapes, and then it's a picture of him. I should DM him on Twitter and see if he would let me come over and look at his paintings because we live in the same town. There you go. <laughs> Do it, man. So um, next up, Cheryl and Ted arrive and they talk about how Little Funk has died. He followed the prostitute to Plampona. Plam, plam, how, how is it Plampone? Is it Plam? How do you say that? Pamplona. Pamplona. Spain. Let's just stick with Spain. Right. And he ran with the bulls. Larry's trying to cover it up. Um, And he's like, that's not shocking. That's not shocking that he got ran over by the bulls. I I, I love when Larry has to bring this bullshit up, but I I kind of agree with him. Um, Then Larry and Jeff argue about if it's the same uh, when you follow a woman around when Larry says, well, I follow Cheryl around, and he says, well, you didn't pay her, and she's standing right there, and they're talking about her. She's like, I'm not a hooker. I thought that was pretty funny. I like that Cheryl's getting back into the show, and I like that she has the ability to completely not give Larry any time if she doesn't want to. Yeah. I kind of enjoy that. I really like her. I find uh, on the old uh, internets, people can be pretty rough on Cheryl. But I've always liked the character. It's kind of surreal because um, Ted and Cheryl are always around. And I know that like he was friends with Ted before and stuff like that. But it's like it's like they're dating. That really has not really been discussed that much if you think about it. Yeah. Like he's just like literally hanging out with him like it's nothing. Yeah, I like that. I think it, it means something's going to happen. You know, it's getting a little bit too... They're getting a little bit too comfortable. Larry might have to do something about it. Um, Then Funkhauser arrives. Of course, he's upset about little Funk, his dear nephew, who is dead, run over by a bull. 
Uh, and then he mentions that uh, he loved him like a son besides his son, besides his daughter, who's transitioning to be his son. And I thought this was a great, a great way of saying that, just introducing it. Of course, they have to yeah. curb, has to get into this, get into the fray mm-hmm. of this. Um, and Larry, of course, immediately asks about the penis. Everybody wants to know about the penis. What's up with the penis? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess they enhance the clitoris. And that's, that's my understanding. That's um, what I heard. Yeah. But, um, of course, that's the, that's the one thing you're not supposed to ask, right? <laughs> um, well, you asked, did you get your bottom done? That's what you say. Yeah, you get your true. bottom done? That's true. Oh, good job, Sean. Um, I know a little bit. You do. Larry then asked Cheryl about uh, Dr. Templeton's chair. Ted had a great line here, which he's like, I'm happy you're seeing someone, Larry. (laughs) (laughs) He really means it. And then he tells Cheryl about the truffles. Um, Then Larry goes to the bathroom. We have this fun kind of... At first, I didn't understand what was going on. I thought he couldn't get his zipper open. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was that he couldn't get his wang out. Yeah. Um, I also like the way he kicks the seat up in a bathroom because I'm the same way and I'm always yelling at my son, like, don't touch anything. Yeah. I like usually will grab a handful of toilet paper to lift that lid if I am there. Yeah, I'll kick it, man. I will, and I used to and I'll use toilet paper to open the door, man. Oh I don't want to I'll tell you something. That. I let, let's just say I was somewhere that should technically be a sanitary place. And I Took the toilet paper, I lifted up the seat, and it was brown underneath. Oh, oh, God, Sean. See, dude. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. Oh, my God. I used to, dude, I used to clean the bathrooms at Burger King. I was a janitor there for a year when I was in high school. That was my high school. Just the janitor there? Yeah, it was exactly. Yep. I was just the janitor (laughs) at Burger King. They wouldn't even let you work the register? Oh, eventually, but it took me like six months. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was a pretty smart kid, too. Um, so then Larry and Leon are... Uh, La- okay, now we, we jump ahead a little bit. Larry and Leon are at the house. They're chatting. And Larry's talking about how it was the pants. The hole wasn't big enough to get his dick out of the pants. So then Leon says, <laughs> you got to press and pop. You press and pop. And it pops out. And then he starts talking about how when he sits on the... Uh, toilet, his dick hangs so low that it goes underwater. This was a great Leon scene. This was maybe one of the best of the season. It was delivered so natural. He talked about the press and pop. He talked about his pants made in Jamaica and about how people in different countries, you know, they might have different pants openings based on penis size. This was just a fantastic mm-hmm. scene here by Leon. I'm going to give Leon a, a little gold star for this this scene here. I loved it. Yeah, I loved how he was like, uh, my penis hangs underwater when I sit <laughs> on the toilet. I love that. And I like immediately started thinking of like a vampire hanging upside down. <laughs> like for some reason, like, because like, I don't know why, like I just... A penis has a head. I've just pictured a head upside down. I don't know. That's where my mind went. Got a vampire penis. Um, Vampire penis. So then Jeff arrives, uh, and they talk about getting going to the funeral. Um, And then Larry's talking about getting there early because 
um, Jeff always takes, or they talk about the funeral. He's talking about, he was just telling here. I can't see in my notes. They were talking about, oh, was it the funeral? Or he was going to, uh, to meet, G- I think he was going to go. Oh yeah. They were talking about the funeral. Okay, cool. Um, wait, did I miss the part when Larry and, uh, no, where was I? Oh, oh no. Okay. They're talking to Larry's talking about going to lunch with, uh, oh yeah, with that's Richard right. Lewis. That's what it is. And he always has to face yeah. the wall. Right. <laughs> like when Which Richard I Lewis... hate too, man. See, I'm telling you, my father always said that to me, like it's a military thing, like never sit with your back to the door. It just makes you <laughs> feel uncomfortable, especially when you got the fat wall. Damn. Yes. Lewis. Uh, Jeff then tells Larry that he's actually fucking the real estate agent and he gets cookies because, but Larry should have said, do they use a tong? Does she use a tong? That would have been funny. Right? <laughs> that would have been perfect. I was waiting for it. Um, and the best part about this, this whole scene was for me was when Jeff is like, looks at Leon and says like, can you leave the room? There's always a little tension between Jeff and Leon because I think they both are a bit like they want Larry, you know, or maybe the tension yeah. really is just coming from Jeff. No, I don't know. I mean, I felt like he was like, Hey, I'm about to disclose something to you. Yeah, But there, but I, I mean, Leon's always there. He's Leon's a part of the yeah. crew. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, am I going to come into a room? I've got two friends in a room and what just because one's my older friend, he's known Leon now for like eight years. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why that was uh, a little, or maybe it was, you know, if it, yeah, you could be right where it's also improvised. So it's like, Hey, you know, can you leave the room? But also I think that's, there was a great point there too, because he asked him to leave and then he's like, no, I'm going to stay. And then Larry was like, could you get the (laughs) fuck out? Like, I I love love how like Larry is getting a little ghetto. I know. And he's smiling while he says it too. Yeah. That's why I love these scenes because even when, uh, Leon was talking about the penis popping and all that. Larry's kind of laughing. I like the way that they just have natural scenes together and mm-hmm. they feel, and especially this season, I see Larry getting like just feeling comfortable laughing more. And I really yeah. like that. Does Leon, Leon wants to know where the house is. So I was wondering if we're going to see it again, you know? Yeah. It was like, cause there was no, there was, they asked him, why do you want to know where the house is? I thought that too. I thought it was weird. I was like, oh, is he going to try to bang the real estate agent? Is he trying to get some free cookies? <laughs> was it the I'd coo- do it for the cookies. Yeah, you do it for the cookies. I would totally go to an open. Oh, we used to, I, I mean, I'll be honest with you. When we were in New York, we used to go to, a, like, as a real estate agent, we used to go to, we used to go to functions just for the free food and drinks. Oh, that, oh, dude, of course, man. I used to do that when I was, uh, uh, back in the day as a reporter and stuff, I'd do that too. I'd let people be, let me take you out to lunch. Sure. Take me out to lunch. I don't care. I'm not, I'm not still might not write about you. Um, you know, I went to an open house one time in New York for an apartment that was $25,000 a month. It was like a big joke that we were even going, me and this guy from my office were like, Hey, you just want to go see this dude? Like it's crazy. Ridiculous. Yeah. New York is crazy with the rents, man. Crazy. Um, but it would be funny if that comes up again or if or if Leon but now that's going to be Jeff's house. So wouldn't that be funny if if Leon ends up fucking the real estate agent in Jeff's house and he's like I didn't know. 
Um, so now Larry's back at, uh, with the therapist. I was so happy the way they used, um, uh, Brian Cranston this episode. I'd love to see him as much as possible. Um, and he's angry at Larry about the truffles. And he starts talking to Larry about the patient doctor confidentiality. That's a circle of trust. And it comes back from patient to doctor, doctor to patient. And you want to know something? I don't really disagree with them. I think anything you talk about in the room with a therapist, you, you should just respect it. Now, I don't think the truffle thing counts. I think he's going a little far with the truffles. Well, the thing was it's patient-doctor confidentiality versus doctor-patient confidentiality. So, like, what's said between a patient and a doctor is supposed to be confidential, but like i don't know like it's like it's like are you serious like don't tell anyone i like truffles <laughs> yes yeah, please very serious curb is very don't give out my phone it. number either i don't want any more whack jobs like you showing up i know right uh so then the doctor ta- the doctor knows about the uh dr pendleton is his name right isn't that his templeton, name I templeton think. templeton templeton he knows about the press and the pop and then he tells to larry to go to barney's for long fly slacks and uh, and he also got a clock, like Larry said. I just love this scene. I think these guys love being together. And I wouldn't be surprised if Brian Cranston had put the clock there, had like went off the set and put a clock there and improv that. Like, I think he's that deep the way he his process is as an actor and a comedian that I think that he might have done that because I thought that was a great little throw in there and it also kind of i don't know it weirdly like they have a good relationship i really like them together yeah it's good stuff man um so now we have the meat the lunch we were talking about earlier uh with lewis and i think that this scene was so weird i don't really they just kind of fought a little bit he's already there early i didn't i don't know i don't really i don't know if i got the whole best seat thing in this episode it wasn't it, it wasn't as uh it just didn't hit home for me well I, I feel like i know the premise and they could have made a whole episode out of seat. like they, that's what they should have done because it was like they're making them or it could just be a quirk but like uh, uh sometimes like i don't even remember where i was but i offered i was like oh I'll face the wall if you want. Like I was being courteous, but normally I like will slide right in against that wall. <laughs> I, guess, I guess the thing too, is that I am so, uh, I, I, uh, unlike Larry, I would just like go over and sit on the other side with him or something. I don't know. I'm really yeah. bad about space and shit. I don't even like going to restaurants. I'll be honest with you. I fucking hate it, dude. I, I I hate waiting for food. I hate the whole bullshit banter. I just, I don't like all the noise and shit. I'd rather someone come over. I'll make them a nice meal. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Fuck a restaurant. Yeah. Cost too much money. My wife loves that, of course. She loves that I hate going to restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next thing we know, we've got um, Jeff is fucking the agent. And they do their little toe curling thing. Oh, oh, God, I didn't need to see that. But we do. <laughs> it's, I think that's more to establish the house. 
mm-hmm. you know, and the bed and the I bed just to, uh, yeah. yeah, just to give you a quick shot of the bed, exactly, which gets brought up again at the end of the episode. Yep. Um, so now we jump to the funeral, uh, Jeff and Larry, uh, oh no, this isn't the funeral yet. They're at Jeff's house. Jeff and Larry are talking, uh, and Jeff's talking about how he's really into her and they're having a great time. He's seen all the houses and he wants to, he, she's so fashionable and, and he wants to dress better. And then Larry says, Barney's is having a sale, but of course he's trying to keep the, the, uh, the, uh, patient doctor confidentiality. So he doesn't tell him where the sale is. Now, Susie arrives and says, someone told her Jeff was with another woman. Um, Jeff, Wait, you said she, he didn't tell him where the sale was. He said he didn't tell him who told him about the sale. Right. right. Oh, okay. Yeah. He didn't tell him who told him. I'm sorry. You're right. And he said, he how did you know? Him. Yeah. How did you? Yeah. Yes. And, um, Jeff uh, says he's going to buy Susie a house, which is a pretty extreme lie. <laughs> yeah, he said, I uh, no, because she confronts him about, she said, hey, Jeff, uh, you're in trouble. You know, she's doing, hey, Jeff, you know, you know, my friend said she saw you with another woman, you know, like. And then um, he like, he's like the worst liar in the world. He's like, uh, that woman. Is a real estate agent. That's where he fucked up in the first place. Is telling her, "Yes, I was with another woman." That's where he fucked up. And then he's like, uh, "She's a real estate agent, and um, I was with her because I'm looking at houses for you." That's so full of shit. Like, yeah, that that was pretty silly. But it's also a, such an extreme. Like Jeff is an extreme liar. Yes, he has to take it to the big. He couldn't just say, you know. I've got it. I, I've because uh, he's still an agent, right? Yeah. He could say like one of my clients is looking for a house or something, or you know, for a shoot. A friend asked me. He could say anything like that. That wasn't me. <laughs> that wasn't me. <laughs> like, You're right. Exactly. Deny it all together. Me. Yeah, that wasn't me. Who's your Who's your friend with the uh, visual hallucinations? Exactly. Um, so now we go get to the funeral. Larry arrives. He tries to bribe the guy for a better seat. Dr. Templeton seems to ignore Larry. Uh, then Larry and Cheryl are talking and Cheryl keeps on calling him Lionel. Um, and she tells him that now Funkhauser seeing him. Cheryl and Larry argue a bit about the truffles. And also L- Larry kind of introduces it by saying that he felt that the doctor didn't give him a big enough high but he was unsure if that was just because it was a funeral. I think Larry was right. I think he got snubbed. Um, possibly. Yeah, because like I feel like the doctor is someone who kind of avoids the truth. Uh, I don't know. I mean, but then he confronts him about it. And then he said, you know, earlier <laughs> when I saw you, uh, I kind of felt that you uh, didn't want to say hi to me or something. And he's like, no, no, no. I forget how he like phrased it, but he was like, I acknowledged you with a yes, head nod. I acknowledged <laughs> like, you. <laughs> but, he also has this weird thing about how he doesn't want Larry talking to his wife. Yes. Yeah. I want to know where this comes from. Like he just, maybe he just wants, I started to think. Does it have something to do with Cheryl? Maybe, right? Or uh, 
is it just that this do- that it's again Crancid? It's just like a weird thing where the doctor draws these arbitrary lines, you know, since that's <laughs> yeah. his like kind of business, you know, like boundaries. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but Cheryl knows his wife. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. you know what I think it is? I think he breaks the doctor-patient confidentiality, so she thinks he's the lunatic. Yeah. He tells his wife sure. everything about Larry, even though he doesn't want Larry to tell anyone that he likes truffles. Oh, yes. That's a great point. I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. That's That'll good, come back man. later that, yeah. like, that uh, Brian Cranston, Dr. Templeton, is telling his wife everything that Larry tells him. I think I I'd love to see him again, man. That'd be great. Um so then uh Susie and Jeff are there. There we see them walking. She's kind of questioning him about the suit. How did he know about Barney's? Then Susie asks Jeff. He says Larry told him. Then Larry joins them and right near them Templeton and his wife are talking to someone else and Larry is very suspiciously n- will not tell Susie how he knew about Barney's and Susie yeah. says something's up. There's Michigash, Michigash going on. I like that word. I had to look it up to make sure I knew exactly what it meant. And I was right. It meant just like craziness, like lunacy. Mm-hmm. I wasn't yeah, sure like whether, how... whether it meant something bad. It just means nuts. Yeah. I like how he was just like, Raising his voice just so Dr. Templeton can hear him. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Just like, he's like, no, no, I will not tell you who told me about Barney's sale. That, no matter, like, you know, he takes it to the extremes. I'll take it to the grave. Exactly. And like that's that. like this episode is funny because there is a kind of a theme of keep the lie simple or just deny. Yeah. You know, like if, La- if, uh, if Larry had just said, I saw it in a flyer. Yeah. Right? Uh, it came in the mail or something. She'd have been like, oh, okay. Or on the internet or something, you know? But that's too easy for Curb. Yeah, exactly. But that's why we love it. Um, then Larry and Templeton talk. And like you said, he was, they have their conversation about the 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 snub or not snub. Um, and he, But now he adds that, you know, he appreciates the uh, Barney secret. But he also says that Larry can't call him Lionel. (laughs) Yeah, I like that. I like that, too. He's great, Brian Cranston. Um, The funeral begins. This is this is this scene. This is a great scene. I mean, Richard Lewis took a seat to start off with. Yeah. Well, Well, first he bribes the usher at the funeral for the seat. Yes. And it, it, uh, I'm trying to remember. Didn't he try to give him a five and he say something like, this is only a five? Yes. Yeah. That was earlier. <laughs> yeah. When he gets there. And then I think he ended up giving him like $10 instead or yeah. something. Not even a 20. But uh, Lewis is sitting in the seat. So Larry has to kind of go around trying to find a seat, which gives us the opportunity for him to interact with the doctor. And we get the part and he's like, don't address my wife. <laughs> she like she is she's great too because just with her face she's just disgusted by Larry. So I think you're yeah. right that he's telling her everything about Larry. Um mm-hmm. and Larry kind of Larry's interrupting the funeral. People say you took it again, you took it again. This is what he's yelling at uh Richard Lewis. 
Um, Larry confronts the usher as well. Then he makes his way to uh, Susie and uh, Jeff, and uh, Susie won't let him sit down. Then finally, Larry sits down as Funkhauser starts to talk. He talks about, and Funkhauser addresses his soon-to-be son, who is now his daughter. (laughs) That's a great line. Keep up the good work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, you're right. It's funny that he dresses that as, as a, at a funeral. Um, then Larry gets annoyed at this lady crying real loud, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, because there is always someone like that at a funeral, and they just make you uncomfortable. Because it really is yeah. about them in a way. But then again, people get upset. You know, a um, a weeping adult is just as bad as a screaming toddler. Oh, uh, maybe even worse. Maybe even worse. Um, and, but he does. He, he just, he's so he goes off on. Him. He's like, shut up. Uh, then Larry sees a Muslim-looking man enter, and the guy sitting next to Larry raises his hand to him. You know, to let us he's know behind him. Yeah, he's behind okay, him. He's, he's not, behind yeah. him. Um, then we have. Then Larry cries out, "Fat And we have the mad rush. People are stepping. On the picture. No, he said fatwa. He has a gun. Oh, he has and a gun. When, yeah, he yelled that he has a gun because he had like a coat and his there was something protruding from the coat. But oh, that's right. His arm was. was broken. And his it turns out at the, after everybody scrambles and steps on each other. And I love there's just this everyone scrambling on each other. And then at the end, he sees that the guy has his jacket off and he has like an arm in a cast or in a sling. And you look up and Funkhauser is still just standing there. (laughs) That was great, man. I love the funk, man. I love him. I love him too. Um, Okay. So now we are obviously the funeral has been ended. Larry realizes what happened. The guy says, that's just my friend. And again, a great scene. I think it worked really well. And the mad rush, like Larry's like pushing Cheryl, like for no reason, because <laughs> he's standing there at the end, right? Like it was just, I think maybe Ted pushed her. Was it Larry or Ted that pushed her? But I, I think it, it was pretty funny. They did this very well. It, it was kind of reminding me like a Mel Brooks movie. <laughs> um, then we have kind of the double kicker here. Jeff and Susie with the real estate agent. It's kind of obvious something's going on. Like Susie's doing a good job, but they're not. Then they get into the bedroom and Susie's caught on by now. I don't know if she's caught on that. It's the real estate agent, but she's caught on by now and says they'll take the house. What did you think about this? Like, was there something I missed or just Susie picked up on what was going on? I don't know. I have no idea either. And there was this moment and they were like, okay. She's like, and she wanted to see the bedroom, which is what I thought was kind of weird. Well, I mean, I guess not. You're, you're looking at a house to buy. And then she's like, oh yeah. And the real estate agent was playing it so well. Like she was like totally playing everything off. And like, Jeff just keeps looking at her and he's like telling her to keep going. And then like, they were going to about to go upstairs and she's like, yeah, we can go upstairs to the bedroom. We can take the stairs or the elevator. <laughs> and I was like, "Huh? Like this pl- number one, this place has an elevator. 
And number two, it's like this look on Jeff's face is like, you know, he doesn't want to go upstairs. But I don't know. For a second, I was like, well, why doesn't I, I was surprised. Like Jeff was like, well, I want to take the stairs or something like that. I don't know. I just felt like there's the bed did moment. look the bed looked a little disheveled. It looked like someone had just had sex in that bed. I, but I didn't know if I picked that up enough. I don't know. I'm just saying maybe it just didn't work for me. Um, and then she's like, oh, what do you think of the bed, Jeff? Does all this furniture come with the house? Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I've got to listen. I got to listen to another Curb podcast or read up on or something. Maybe it just – So I have to admit, Curb can – they can be pretty sly sometimes. And I may have just missed something. The, both of these kickers were very subtle. Unlike some of the other ones that were more predictable this season because in the second one – we get Larry getting a new chair with Templeton, uh, Dr. Yes. Templeton. And uh, as they're they're having their conversation, this chair, that chair, they're talking. You know, they're kind of working it out. And then Larry, he says, this will be the good chair. And uh, thank you, Larry. Thank you very much. And he goes, what gives you the yeah, idea? <laughs> I'm buying yeah. you this chair. And then he just says, well, that's all the time we have. <laughs> he <walks away. laughs> so he's he's milking Larry for for each chair, and he's charging him for the hour for looking for the chair. I love it. That was great. That was so subtle, and the way Brian Cranston delivered it. I wish he was a regular on the show. I really do. I like. I'm like deep down, like kind of thinking that he could possibly end up as a regular. Yeah, he's great, man. He's so. Uh, he's just such a talented actor. And the way he delivered it and walked off was just perfect. Yeah. It was perfect. So that was a great episode. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Um, I, I like the way that we're getting, we're getting return of things, but we're getting new things. I don't know. I like this. I thought it was a fun episode. I know a lot of people on the yeah. interwebs have been saying Curb is down this season. What? I mean, this is just the internet. We're all critics now, but I had a lot of fun watching it. And even when I watched it the second time, I always watch it um, the first time just, you know, straight up on Sunday night. And then I watch it again and take notes while I'm watching it to do the notes for the show. And mm -hmm. this one, I think, was I, I picked up on some different stuff. And I just I thought Leon was great. I just thought it was good, man. It was had a lot of different characters. I liked that a lot of different people were in and out of it. It was good. And I just love Brian Cranston. Yeah. And I love that. Uh, I love the art. I love the paintings. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do that. I'm going to find Richard Lewis and I'm going to tell him I want to come see his collection. All right. Next step. Next I, I want that painting. That's what I want. I want that actual painting of Michael Douglas. I think next week you got to tell us about that. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll do a little uh, curb your podcast t-shirts with that painting on it. What do you think? <laughs> It's the new. Uh, think, it's the new Kramer. It's, yeah, it is. The it Lewis. Actually, that's hilarious because it, it does kind of remind me of that. Yeah, it's nice, pensive. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. We appreciate it. We've been. I've been having a blast Wait. doing this. Oh, you having something else? What do you got? Yeah, yeah. Do you want to hear a joke? Yeah. All right. Definitely. All right. Let me think. This is just one. I think it's kind of corny, but I kind of like it. All right. So uh, when I was growing up, we were really poor, like really poor. 
like the only time I went to the bank, the only time we went to the bank was to check the time and the temperature. I think that was good. The delivery was a little off, though. Yeah, so. I'm tired. I just worked three, <laughs> three, three night shifts in a row. I think that's it's a good joke, man. Thanks. And you Thanks could so much. You could add a little, a little thing to it. Said, at least we got some exercise. <laughs> that's pretty good. I like that. I like yeah, that. we're creating. That's yes. what this podcast is about. I love it, man. It's inspirational. <laughs> hey. You know what? Again, we'd love to hear from you out there. You can email us at curbyourpodcast at gmail.com. We haven't gotten any email yet this season. Tell us you're listening. Give us an iTunes review. Check us out on the Patreon. You can follow us on Twitter at curbyourpodcast. You can follow Sean at grinlikeflynn. That's G-R-I-N-L-I-K-E-F-L-Y-N, right? Or two N's or one N? Uh, On the last name, two N's. Okay. And I am at W. Axel Foley. Thank you for listening. Do you want to take us out, Sean? Uh, good show, Axel. Um, altogether, pretty, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>